This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to exciting. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in your host, Brent McGuire. This episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects. It's MLB draft season, and the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of Major League Baseball. Your host, Aram Layton, brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every single day. So make sure to subscribe to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. In today's episode, we're going to break down the Angels' tough loss on Monday night against the Oakland A's. We're going to first start with the positives from the game, talk about what Shohei Otani did once again, talk about the breaking out party for Brandon Marsh in his second MLB game, and then we're going to switch over and talk about what is not going right for the Angels right now, and then talk about a deeper issue uh, with Joe Madden's handling of talking to the media and the fans about some of the player injuries. Before we do so, as usual, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at BMAGS94. You can find the podcast at Locked on Angels. You can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you have not done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Tuesday. Hope you are doing well and recovering from what was a pretty excruciating Angels game to watch? I know I wasn't alone in feeling a little bummed out based on how that game turned out. I mean, in many ways, it was not surprising, but at the same time, it doesn't make it any easier to process. So we're going to talk about the game itself, talk about Shohei Otani, Brandon Marsh, and a bunch of other things in this episode. There were... There was one thing I wanted to talk about right off the bat. On Thursday, we're not going to be having an episode. I'm going to be attending the Giants-Dodgers game on Wednesday, and it is quite the commute for me by the time I'm even getting back over here. It's going to be much, much later uh, at night, possibly the following day, so I figured it was best to just not hold one on Thursday. It kind of works out. The Angels do not have a game on Wednesday, so just wanted to announce that right at the top of the show. With that being said, let's get into talking about Monday's game. So the Angels lost this game 4-1. to And like I mentioned at the top, this was a tough one. I do want to start the show talking about it from a positive perspective and looking at the two individual performances that are definitely worth talking about. First and foremost, Shohei Otani. Again, I'm running out of words to describe what he continues to do. On Sunday, he golfed the baseball 419 feet. It was his 34th 
home run of the season, his MLB leading 34th home run, I should add, and reached a sprint speed time of 30 feet per second, which is considered elite by the StatCast sprint speed metric. So he did this on Sunday. A little more than 24 hours later, he's on the mound for the Angels, batting second, starting on the mounds, and pitches an absolute gem. Six innings pitched, no runs allowed, three hits, eight strikeouts, one walk, just a dominant performance all the way around. And just to add to his night, he hit a 115.9 mile per hour double that ultimately did not lead to a run being scored. David Fletcher was thrown out at home on that play. And then after he was done pitching, moves out to right field, his sixth appearance in the outfield this year. Just, again, at a loss for words for what he's able to do on a day-to-day basis. I mean, the consistency of doing all of this is remarkable. The switching back and forth between different roles, blending all of these different things together, doing these crazy things in very short amount of time in between these events, it, it is absolutely remarkable. Back-to-back really good performances on the mound for him. He had a really bad performance in New York. I mean, there is no sugarcoating that. It was the worst start of his major league career. Did not make it out of the first inning. And he has rebounded in the best possible way. You look at what he's done over the last two starts. 13 innings pitched. Just two runs allowed. 12 strikeouts. He's only walked one batter, which is definitely significant given some of the command issues he's dealt with this year. And I think Monday's outing was a lot of fun because... He did it. He was a little bit different. I mean, for a lot of the game, it was fastball, cutter, slider. He was not utilizing that split finger, and there was reason for, for him doing this. He was sitting in the upper 90s with the fastball. His slider was possibly the best it's been all year. I mean, and that thing was sharp, diving out of the zone. He was commanding it extremely well, low into the glove side, commanding the absolute heck out of it. His cutter was utilized a little bit more often. So he was basically relying on those three pitches. And then as the game went on, he gets into the fifth inning, the sixth inning, and the nasty split finger kind of makes its appearance and throws just a handful of absolutely disgusting splitters and pitches an absolute gem of an outing before I talk about what happens after that, because I do want to start this show with a positive aspect. Brandon Marsh, again, not only has his first MLB hit or his second one, he gets three hits in his second MLB game, two line drives to right field for his first two hits, just two strongly hit singles over the second baseman's head, and then his final at bat in the ninth inning drives a double down the left field line, brings home the only Angels run of the night. And this is a good time to plug um, the work of Sam Blum, And this is a good time to plug the work of, again, I'm sorry for the pronunciation. I don't know if it's actually Sam Bloom or Sam Blum, the Angels new beat reporter for The Athletic. I have not heard his name yet, but nonetheless, I'm going to reference his work two different times in this episode. Uh, Brandon Marsh uh, has had a really tough year, and Sam did a really, really good job of kind of documenting everything that has happened to him. This came out on Sunday. Brandon Marsh lost his father this year. He lost his best friend. So if you do have an athletic uh, subscription, I highly recommend 
going to check out this piece because it really just brings some perspective to what Marsh has gone through this year. The fact that he's making his major league debut in the midst of kind of just working through all of these personal issues just makes his story that much more interesting and makes his overall storyline just a fascinating one. So Otani and Marsh did fantastic in this game. There's no doubt about it. But for the rest of the Angels, this was a really tough loss. And again, it sucked to see the Angels bullpen come in right after Shohei Otani was pulled. Steve Ciszek walks the first two batters. Third batter, Ramon Laureano, blasts a 3 run homer, and that's it. The Angels do not come back from that. And that's how this game ends. And this is kind of where I'm going to switch over to a negative finish to this episode because there is some frustration with how the Angels are performing again, especially right out of the break. And look, I'm well aware that the Angels do not have Mike Trout back yet. I know Justin Upton is out right now. He did start his rehab assignment and homered on Monday night. Anthony Rendon, no real set timetable at this point. So I understand they are shorthanded right now, but a lot of the issues that we've seen for years are still there. The bullpen, the starting pitching, it's been a problem for this team and really depth throughout the entire roster. And, you know, you see the same thing happen over and over and over again. And this is something I've talked about a couple times on social media through various other works. But, you know, we have these amazing individual storylines with Shohei Otani, with Mike Trout, with several other guys, whether that's Jared Walsh or David Fletcher. The Angels are not devoid of talent on this team, but when you talk about constructing an entire roster, the Angels have just failed miserably at it for close to a decade now, and it does become frustrating because, yes, there are the fun storylines to watch with this team, but there are times where you want to see the team performance as well as the historic individual performances, and I'm really, really hoping at some point we're going to see those two things blended together where we can see Mike Trout, Shohei Otani being the best players in the sport and and the Angels actually performing at a high level to get those two into October and just play some meaningful baseball again because we're getting dangerously close to the point again where the Angels are 46 and 47. They're a game under 500. We don't really have a timetable for guys like Maybe Justin Upton we do, but Mike Trout has not started his rehab assignment. Neither has Anthony Rendon. The pitching issues we've documented, they're still there. It's looking very similar to what we've seen with the Angels for years now. And at some point, it just becomes more and more frustrating. We're going to take our first break of this episode. When we get back, we're going to dive into Sam's article from The Athletic that looks at why the Angels have been so off on projecting injury timelines this season and talk about the underlying issues of Joe Madden maybe not being entirely truthful with the media and the fans. But before we get into that segment, let's talk about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts you need. Why not utilize your computer or your tablets that have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. With Rock Auto, you can save time and money. Rock Auto 
is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So make sure to head to rockauto.com right now and to look for all of the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. So we kind of ended the first segment in a negative fashion. The Angels are under 500, and despite all of the individual performances of a Shohei Otani, of a Jared Walsh, a David Fletcher, the Angels are not getting the contributions that they need from the entire roster to make a serious push at making the playoffs. That in itself feels like an obvious and common theme that we've seen with the Angels for some time. But there is a new thing that we've kind of seen over this season that is maybe maybe a little bit unfamiliar for Angels fans, and that's been the injuries and the timelines and what we hear as fans, what the media members are hearing about when particular Angels could be back. So again, this is from, and I'm going to figure out the pronunciation of Sam's last name, but Sam Bloom, Sam Blum of The Athletic, uh, had an article that came out on Sunday titled, Why Have the Angels Been So Off on Projecting Injury Timelines This Season? So before... I even give my own thoughts and I do want to read from this because I do think it's an important thing for Angels fans to read. And I think it's been a very hot topic for fans. So this is from, uh, I'm going to kind of paraphrase a little bit, but Anthony Rendon was pulled mid-game on July 4th with a hamstring issue. It appeared that it was going to be nothing major. And Joe Madden projected that Anthony Rendon would return immediately after the All-Star break. And then the next update was, oh, he's probably going to need until the end of the month. And then the next one was, well, we don't really have any update on where his recovery's at. Sam goes on to talk about Justin Upton, the same verbatim. It's viewed as a minor injury, and he just started his rehab assignment on Monday night. Mike Trout, supposed to be out six to eight weeks. He is now at nine weeks. And yes, we are getting closer based on what we can hear, but there's no rehab date yet. Dexter Fowler leaves in the middle of the game after what appears to be a nasty knee injury. But after the game, Joe Madden says all systems seem pretty good. The prognosis was a bruised knee ends up being a season ending ACL tear. Shohei Otani suffers a blister in April on April 8th. Joe Madden says he's going to pitch in the coming week. That does not happen. He does not pitch again until April 20th. And giving a reason as to why, Joe Madden says, he talks about biology. He says you have to wait until the guys are up. It's hard to say. Joe Madden says 
I try to give you guys, and that's the media members, as much of an idea of when I think they're going to be ready, but I always indicate to give you an exact finish line is uh, difficult and things happen where it's not as quick as you thought, end quote. So I think Angels fans are probably frustrated with not just the Angels injuries, but the lack of transparency, honesty, accuracy, and overall timetable for the injuries. And I do want to state that I'm well aware that players are very differently, and I'm very aware that players do heal differently. There are always going to be varying timetables for different players. And I'm also aware that Joe Madden's job is to try to deal with the media, talk to the media, and try to run the day-to-day operations in the best way possible. And sometimes that means you're not giving every single detail of a player's injury. But that being said, I do think there is an inherent problem with the way that the Angels are telling the media how these injuries are proceeding. I think it's a disservice to the media members, and I think it's a disservice to the fans. So there are two parts to this. When you're talking to the media and giving them these updates, they're immediately going to provide this same exact commentary to the public, to the fans. When Joe Madden is speaking to the media before the game and after the game, there are a lot of fans who rely on this information to get updates on where the Angels are at, where Joe Madden sees particular individual players, the team needs, all of those kind of things. And for fans, that's a big part of watching the game. And for someone like myself, who is kind of in the middle of doing the media stuff, doing the fan side of things, you know, we're getting these quotes from Joe Madden. We want to take him at face value because he's the manager. He's got the best firsthand knowledge and experience of these players. But as Sam documented, as we've seen throughout this season, Joe Madden has been off on pretty much every single injury projection, whether that's intentional or not, it is a disservice for plenty of different reasons. It's bad enough in itself when the Angels are not performing on the field, but when the manager is not providing the most accurate information to the media and to the fans, again, it's a disservice to fans because we want to hear some accurate commentary from the guy that's representing the Angels organization. As a manager, your job isn't just to manage the 26-man roster that you're presented. You also are responsible for essentially being the voice of the organization. You're the one that's talking to the media every single day. So those interpersonal, face-to-face communication skills, talking with the media and presenting your organization in the best way possible, it's a huge part of what you're doing. And again, I don't know if this is intentional or not, But the Angels have been significantly off on almost every major injury that's happened this year. Whether that's Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, Justin Upton, Dexter Fowler. I mean, all of these injuries, like I just documented from Sam's piece, they've been off. And I think it's a problem when the manager of your team is not being entirely truthful or accurate with when these guys are coming back. Now, if it was one case or two specific cases, maybe it'll make sense. But when we have a pretty long track record right now throughout this whole season of the manager 
not being accurate about these injury projections, it does make you question whether this is intentional or not. And again, when we rely on this information, when we're trying to get this accurate data as fans, as media members, it's a big part of watching the game. And we are significantly off on these injury timelines. It just makes it that much more frustrating because you know that when the manager of the Angels is saying something, you're not going to take it at face value. It, in fact, you're not going to really believe it at all. So anytime there is an update on somebody's injury, I think it's just instinct for Angels fans and media members to be like, well, this is probably not all that accurate. And again, this is not the most important aspect of the Angels season right now, but I do think it is a problem in the way that the Angels are representing themselves through what Joe Madden is saying. And again, I don't know if this is intentional or not. I don't know if this is a Joe Madden thing, if this is an Angels thing, but there is a pretty significant issue with the Angels and maybe the injury prevention and diagnosing it, trying to determine when these guys are going to come back. It's been a problem, and I'm hoping it's something that we see fixed at some point soon. We're going to take our final break of this episode before we get out of here, but first let me tell you about Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. This is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. So make sure to download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Make sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any of your favorite groups for the latest league updates. Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. So let's wrap up today's episode. We started on a positive note because I felt like that was the best way to kind of go into this episode on the heels of a really tough Angels loss and a tough stretch of games for the Angels. Shohei Otani, Brandon Marsh were fantastic on Monday. The rest of the team was not. And there's definitely some frustration with the way the team is playing, the way that Angels manager Joe Madden is approaching injury timetables and the way he's talking to the media, to the fans. There's a lot of frustration right now. It's definitely a pivotal point of the season for the Angels. The trade deadline is coming up. A lot's going to be happening in the coming weeks. So we just got to take it day by day, see where we're at. But it has definitely been a lot to process over the last few days. So final game of this little short two-game series against the A's is today at uh, 1230. Or yes, 1237. Jose Suarez against James Caprillion. And then an off day on Wednesday before the Angels head to Minnesota. So one last thought before we get out of here. As I said at the top, we're not doing Thursday's episode, so tomorrow's will be the last one until Friday. But with that being said, that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you for joining. Stay safe out there. We will talk some Angels baseball on Wednesday.